First in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Consent of the governed, indeed. Are you beginning to feel like you're being governed by people who have not asked for your consent, don't want your consent, and don't care about your consent? Karen Cataline with you. It is always a pleasure to be with you. And thanks to The Alan Nathan Show for my using that clip. I have the privilege and the pleasure of being a guest host on a regular basis for the Alan Nathan show or when they ask me and he has one of the best openers ever uh, including Jimmy Stewart reminding Congress that they govern with the consent of the governed so much to cover in this first segment first I want to direct you, if I may, to my website at KarenCataline.com. I posted a very controversial, apparently, uh, video and transcript of a Holocaust survivor, Vera Sharov, uh, giving a speech at Nuremberg, attempting to warn people about the loss of civil liberties, which can lead to tyranny and all manner of atrocities. Uh, It seems, and she even addressed this, that the mere mention of the Holocaust makes people angry rather than, God forbid, the Holocaust itself. The point is to honor the Holocaust by learning from the early, and she points this out, nine years of uh, persecution of certain groups and the loss of personal freedoms, and just watch it. You decide for yourself if it is horrific and offensive to have this woman try to uh, sound the alarm, much like immigrants from communist countries like the old Soviet Union and, remember, Poland and the satellite countries, Venezuela and China, come to this country for liberty and then try to warn us about uh, the path we are going down. Uh, So go to my website, KarenCataline.com, and there you will find the video and the transcript. I find it to be chilling and very, very important. So a lot has been said about the Biden administration or whomever is directing the Biden administration's uh, debt forgiveness plan, which they have no true rational explanation for this, except I heard on a news report that they were saying that they're trying to address, quote, unsustainable debt. My question is, Whose unsustainable debt? Individuals who took out loans that they now want someone else to repay? Or the government's unsustainable debt in in spending us into oblivion and then printing money, devaluing all of our currency? Uh, It's just a question. But I have another take on this. Many people have said, and I agree, that it's a wealth distribution scheme, it's to buy votes. You decide what you think. But here's this. It's time for conservatives to go on the offense in this endless propaganda war. You've seen the way they make up words. They just make up words and they expect us to use them. In fact, they punish us when we don't use the words they tell us to use. It's really all about language control, controlling the narrative. Well, I have a new word. We've got to start creating our own words, ladies and gentlemen. And as it relates to debt forgiveness, just as an example, my new word is anti-character. This is what it is. It's anti-character. They want to corrupt 
young minds with the sense of entitlement and victimhood that others owe them, that it is okay, in fact, preferable to hate, to blame, to shirk your personal responsibility and make somebody else pay for it. Last week, I talked about demoralization, which is a goldmine for advancing Marxism. If you take away, if you put character out of favor, if you try to get rid of, abolish conscience and personal responsibility, you can move a whole lot faster, which it seems we are, into a Marxist nightmare. That, by the way, is what Vera Sharov is trying to warn us about. We are now in a time in which words and ideas are considered weapons, but violence is considered speech. Another upside down recharacterization of reality. So, well, what's the antidote for that? And that is to talk about, to re, to have a resurgence of what character is and what character means. And it's, it's quite involved discussion. I hope to have many in these weeks to come. It's not that people who strive to to be accountable to God and not to man are more superior. It's that they are trying. It's that they want to be held accountable and they don't want to place man as God. Now, I've talked about that before, but what are some of the aspects of character? Well, we're going to talk to a guest in our next segment who uh, epitomizes this kind of thing that I'm talking about. Character, partially anyway, is having the guts to stand up to injustice even when you might personally benefit from that injustice. That's character. Those who would stand against bigotry no matter where they find it, even if it isn't against them, that's character. And our next guest is going to stand up against the Minnesota school district for deciding that they should fire white people first. That's bigotry. This guest happens to be black and he's standing against bigotry wherever he finds it. Those who would not take a debt forgiveness because they know that to do so would be ripping off others, that the People in the government are encouraging them to rip off because that's their political enemies. You get that? Whoa. Character is those who refuse to make snap judgments and hate indiscriminately because one political side wants them to hate their enemies. They want people to be scared and see them as criminals. I mean, who but a demagogue would characterize parents who are concerned about their kids' education and what they're being taught, which, like last Thursday, teachers' unions wanted parents involved in their kids' education. Now they want to tell them to shut up and sit down and let us indoctrinate them the way we would like to indoctrinate them. And if you don't comply, you're a domestic terrorist. That's demagoguery, ladies and gentlemen. And it whips up hate and discontent among the populace and makes them that much more amenable to tyranny and to Marxism, which I'm using those terms interchangeably because you can't have Marxism without tyranny, without government control, and without putting down the opposition and censoring them. I don't know. What are we seeing right now? Is Vera Sharoff all that far off, or should we censor her too? So having the character to stand up against that censorship, even if you disagree with the people who are being censored, that sounds an awful lot like something we used to be taught in school before school consisted of social-emotional learning and critical race theory and there is no longer boy or girl, that's not going to create gender dysphoria. What we were taught in school, and I think it's Voltaire, 
was this quote, I wholly disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. And we understood and we studied that defending someone else's rights to free speech, no matter how much you may, you may hate, hate what they what say, they say you think, think it's stupid, stupid defends, defends your, your own, rights. own rights. Once upon, Once a, upon time, a time, the left and the culture did not disagree on that point. We have to take a break. When we come back, we'll have the wonderful A.K. Kamara joining us. You're listening to Spouting Off. I'm Karen Catalina, and we'll be We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth of what's happening. They're out to tell you the picture of the world that they represent. The mission of the Epoch Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact, and prevent people from being misled. The Epoch Times is independent. We're not controlled by any special interest, and we never will be. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would ensnare this country in ignorance and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. Subscribe today to our digital edition at theepochtimes.com and use the promo code RAM and join the Americans who are seeking truth and tradition. Read the difference in all your devices. We'd love to have you on board. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients... White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline got her parents to name her Karen before she was born so she could grow up to be a punchline. 
Now here's more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. And uh, as promised, I am delighted to welcome to the program Project 21 member Abdul Rahman Magba Kamara, commonly known as AK. His name is AK Kamara. That's how people know him. He has a delivery business, an amazing personal story. Uh, His business is in Minneapolis, St. Paul metro area. He also co-hosts a weekly podcast called Black Republican, Black Democrat, and he discusses and debates and argues political, cultural, and social issues. AK, it is such a pleasure to have you on Spouting Off. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you too. And boy, did I spend some time right before you came on to talk about the definition of character. And part of it, part of it is standing up against racism and injustice, true racism and injustice, regardless of whether it affects you personally. And you're doing just that because the Minnesota school district uh, violated the 14th Amendment with a new policy that prioritizes white teachers getting fired or laid off uh, on the basis of the color of their skin. Hmm. How could that possibly affect other people whose skin doesn't happen to be white? Well, you tell us, A.K. Kamara, because uh, that's what a lot of people have to start doing. I appreciate that, Darren. I think it is important that when you stand on character and principle, even if it um, maybe might disaffect you or might uh, give you a disadvantage where you could get a leg up, but you say, this is against my character and against my principle. And that's exactly what has been happening with this woke, racial identitarian politics, where if I were to say, all I care about is the fact that I will be the recipient of discrimination on the positive side, I will get more forced opportunities and it will take away from other people. I could sit and say, yeah, who cares? It's going to make quote unquote, my group better. But I think that's wrong. I think that um, as we are born as humans, as we are made in the image of God, that we are all equal, and we should not ever desire to push one group over another. And in Minneapolis, we have a teacher's union that voted to change the language of their contract to do exactly that, to discriminate on the basis of certain characteristics, some that are mutable, some that are immutable. My issue is with the immutable characteristics. So if you're a teacher in the Minneapolis public school system, and you happen to be white and straight, you will be one of the first ones to go if there's a layoff, whereas everyone else goes based off of seniority. And this is the messed up part about this woke ideology, is that they're even eating their own in regards to the labor left collective in favor of this racial identitarian politics. And that's really what's at the basis here, is that they are going to discriminate against white straight teachers, both men and women, in favor of underrepresented, and if you can see my fingers, I'm making air quotes, Mm -hmm. those teachers will be let go of, not based off of if they were the last ones to be hired, but based off the fact that they are not part of a white straight population group. AK, I know, I, I have my own opinions about what I think is really behind this and using race as a battering ram uh, to bully us all into a direction we do not want to go if they announced it openly. I'd love to get your opinion, because we get so caught up in the minutiae, we forget that even the people pushing this agenda have a real agenda. What do you think it is? Yeah, I think it's actually very simple and straightforward. These people are Marxists. And I, I know that sometimes we hear that and we roll our eyes and say, you think everything is Marxism. I, I'm saying from an actual, literal interpretation of the way that Marx believed that our society and our community should be organized, he said that it needs to be based off of class, right? And in order right. to make this new class-based society in which 
The government owns everything. They put people into the proper roles. You have to have a revolution. Now, come along in the 50s and 60s, you started to have these people that said, you know what? Maybe what we need to do is we need to actually view everything instead of through class. We need to view it through race. And that is 100% what is going on with this. This is critical race theory, like in its actual entirety. That is what is going on here. It's critical race theory. And as, as they try to implement it, this is meant to be a revolution to change society. AK, let me say as calmly as I can, bingo! <laughs> That's what I've been saying, and what we can't let them control the narrative, because they're still using demagoguery and uh, propaganda to keep people at each other's throats, when in fact, the character that you show standing up for this, it wouldn't matter what group, um, the character that you show that this doesn't directly affect you, and yet it does completely because it oh, it's the same thing as people not standing up when uh, certain groups are being marginalized and censored for political reasons. Even if you disagree with that person, uh, you are protecting your rights to free expression if you stand up for theirs. Is that part of what you do there to educate people at Agenda, at uh, uh, not Agenda 21, no. Agenda, yeah, 21, agenda 21 is something. No, 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 no. Project 21. <laughs> Project 21. I'm yeah. always saying that Agenda yeah. 21 is something entirely different. You are Project 21, a member of. Yeah, is that part of what you do to educate people? Because they need to uh, not be fooled by what they're being presented. Yeah, that, that 100% um, is what we do. We, we try and let people understand that these immutable traits such as race, they really don't matter because everything goes in circles. If we start to suppress people on these traits, eventually your group will come up next. And that's the mm-hmm. thing that you said earlier that makes perfect sense. The reason that we stand up for free speech, even if sometimes it feels good when we, you know, your opposite side, you know, I am very conservative. When I see a progressive liberal gets shut down and eaten by their own. It does make me chuckle a little inside, but if the principle is being violated, I'm like, even though it's funny to laugh at because of the irony, it's still wrong. I don't want people to be shut down in their political speech censored, even if it's speech that I don't agree with, even if it is ironic, I still say we need to stand on principle. And Project 21 is about that. And, and I think when we talk about this racial identitarian lens, it seems that the left they just don't understand that even if they were to complete their mission, if they somehow were to make everything in which black people and people of color that were historically discriminated against became the rulers of everything, right? Every institution was owned by a non-white person. At that point, <laughs> now the, the white people are the minority, right? Like, let's just say that we play this through. Mm-hmm. Now the white people are going to have to then go and discriminate against the people that are in power. And that's the problem with the circular argument, because eventually, if you complete your goal, well, now you've set a precedent that you get to suppress people that you feel have a leg up on you. Instead of saying, let's not suppress anybody. Let's just say, how about merit matters? How about we judge people on the content of the character of this quaint idea put forth mm-hmm. by truly, honestly, the, the Christian <laughs> faith, but also by Martin Luther King Jr., Let's judge each other by the content of our character instead of all of these immutable traits. Well, yes, it's so quaint. Uh, Things like equal justice under the law, not using the power of government to uh, abuse certain groups and marginalize them. The left has been lecturing us about all of this for so long, and they're doing it right before our very eyes. It's really rather brazen, isn't it? It is, and it actually shows to me something that I say a lot to people. Don't be confused by the ideology. Be confused or not confused, but focus on are these people only wanting power? Because if you lay out this this ideological belief, and then when all of a sudden it's going to be an advantage to you, you completely throw away that belief because all you really ever wanted was power. It's just you use a means to deliver that message in a way that you thought, you could get more people to agree with you. 
But that that's means so that well all you care about is power. And, and that's what happens on the left. I mean, it happens on the right too, but these people don't have principle. Their only principle is power. And, and if you look back again, I'm going to go back to Marx. There is no truth but power. And that's what really rules this. So it's not about if you think it's justice or not justice, even though the left use that as their mechanism. It's about power. They just want to change everything. They're mad about what the structure is of the way that the world has organized itself, which I think has been grueling. I think it's taken a lot of trial and error, but I think that America has it right. But they don't uh, want to You hear that, that music. Forgive power. me for interrupting. We are with A.K. Kamara, and we're going to have more with him. Can't wait to talk to him more. What a great guest. You're listening to Spouting Off. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hi, it's Karen Cataline. It's been almost a decade since I wrote Fat Lash Food Police in the Fear of Thin. It's about my early experiences in child beauty pageants and being put on extreme diets. Remember when that was shocking? Sadly, that seems like child's play compared to what we are watching today when politicians and woke corporations are actually advocating for the sexualization of children. Everyone's children. We're watching a frontal attack on childhood innocence. This is one story, my story. Fat Lash illustrates and explains why good boundaries are essential for kids to grow up healthy. They need their parents to set them, not the government. Get Fat Lash today. It's available in paperback or ebook at Amazon or at my website, KarenCataline.com. Wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Or that time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash. Fantastic. Yeah, a remote control would have come in handy then. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Life doesn't come with a remote control. So you're on your own with the wasps. You have the power to take control of pre-diabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As a metaphor for us and all that we go through as veterans, it's a story that rings true. We learn to endure the heat in silence. We apply what we learn to life, the bills, the job, the family, things we're expected to handle with ease. When life heats up around us, we just try to stay afloat. We let the water boil. Reaching out isn't easy, but you've never been interested in easy. You join because you are not afraid of hard work. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, Don't wait until the water boils. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov slash reach. That's va.gov slash reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline puts the Judeo in Judeo-Christian. 
Now back to Spouting Off. Uh, thank you so much for staying with us. And I'm delighted to have A.K. Kamara staying, uh, staying on for another segment. Uh, thank you, A.K., for staying with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Ben Karen. Great. I am going to do something I rarely do, and that is to read a paragraph of just a tiny bit of your personal story all before you turn 19 years old. AK was born to mixed race, mixed religion, and mixed nationality parents. He grew up in a rural town of Devil's Lake, North Dakota, near abject poverty. As a teenager, he sold and used drugs, joined and quit a gang, and had an on-again, off-again relationship with his church's youth group ministry. A high school dropout, he moved out on his own at the age of 15, later kicked out of the state of Utah after being arrested and charged with a few felonies, joined and received a general discharge from the U.S. Army, was homeless all before he turned 19 years old. And now look where you are now. That is character and individuality. Uh, I just wanted people to know that because uh, to have Marxists tell it, we're all doomed by the color of our skin and the, and the group to which we were born into. Your thoughts, I'd love for you to wax philosophic about that. Yeah, I, I think, one, it's important to understand that we have the capacity as human beings that if, if we are allowed to exercise our freedom, our God-given rights and abilities, everything is possible. The only thing that is not possible is if your mind limits it. And I, I don't know where I picked this up. It might have been from my grandfather on my mother's side. It might have been some of the stories that I heard from when my father immigrated to America, but I just always thought that I could do anything. Now, making that a reality was difficult growing up when everything that surrounds you is negative, right? When you grow up in poverty in the neighborhood that you grow up, it's hard to find success, but you have to be able to really get out and experience the world. And that's what finally made it click for me is I was able to get out of the small town that I was in and see that anything is possible, like truly see these, these stories, these understandings. And so for me, the idea that America is somehow systemically racist, systemically bad, is absolute garbage. I, I just, I can take a million people that have stories that are so similar to mine. Maybe some, you know, of the more salacious aspects aren't the same, but people that grew up that were told that, hey, you're from this group. You're not going to succeed. You even made poor choices. This country has a great redemption um, theme to it as well. You might make a stupid mistake, but if, if you are honest and sincere and you spend your life to, to make those, those wrongs right, America is this amazing place. And that's what I try and have at my core basis of how I push forward when I have conversations with people. And then I do bring in the ideology because I think that's important too. Because at the beginning, I said that you have to be able to have a system that allows people to be free. And so if you have a regressive system that the progressive left pushes, people aren't free. They're told that this is better, but that's not a choice that you're making. You're being forced into something where I say, let's have the freedom and ability and then win the hearts and minds of people to come along with us. Yeah. We're talking to A.K. Kamara and what not only an inspiring story, but uh, you're doing amazing work educating people because uh, certain groups the left sort of thinks of as mascots, like they own you, like Biden said when he was coming out of his basement <laughs> to meet with a black talk show host. And he said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Uh, what a condescending, insulting thing to say. And you're doing the heavy lifting educating people, as I said before, about not being fooled by the narrative that tells you you're a victim, America's terrible. This is all to benefit them, not to benefit you. Tell us a little more, if you would, about one of my favorite organizations, Project 21, and what you do there. Yeah, so Project 21 is an organization that brings together people that are right of center 
and especially that are Black and African American. We believe it's important to not just only get out there and talk about why this idea that if you are Black or you are highly melanated, that you have to believe in this struggle oppression narrative that's pushed by the left, but we actually want to show you that there's so much diversity of ideas on the right. It's not a monolith. I have people that are in Project 21, when we put together pieces, you know, we'll, we'll say, here's a story that we're going to write our perspective on, and we try and get it out there to a very wide variety of Americans so they can understand that being Black doesn't mean that you fall into this victim mentality, but there's also Black libertarians and Black conservatives and, and Black MAGA people, you know, that, that uh, they view that we need to have a more nationalist perspective. But all of these things that are right of center, you are told from the left that that is white supremacy. It's like it always boils down. Somehow it's white supremacy. So Project 21 pushes back against that narrative in a meaningful way, breaking down actual ideological beliefs. And that's really what we stand for. And, and I just want to say this other piece too, is that mm -hmm. when we think about the greatness of America, really what it comes down to is that we have this basic fundamental belief that we are individuals and that we come together for things that make sense for each other. But we are individuals. And that's what really Project 21 believes in. Yeah. And and when people ask me, because as you well know, that's why you're out there partly, America is in dire straits. I never thought I would live long enough to see America being attacked from within uh, with the kind of ideologies that our ancestors fought against. And thank you for your service, your army service. Uh, and so to talk about individuality, that is one of the things that Marxists hate. I am of the opinion that's what the masks are all about, to erase individuality, to reduce and um, depersonalize people into being nothing more than the group they belong to. Uh, your thoughts on that one? 100%. Collectivism truly is about getting rid of individual identity because the thing with collectivism, it's about power. And the reason that it's about power is because as an individual, you don't have very much power, right? Uh, you have to get a bunch of people that agree with you or that support your agreement. And that's where this entire premise of collectivism comes from. And so anything that, is a, that allows you or, or fo focuses on individual flourishing has to be done away with. You know, when you think about the entire struggle of capitalism, right, versus some type of collectivist, socialist, communist form, it's because yes. capitalists as individuals can do all of these things and, and you have to call them together the collective working class and you have to fight the oppressors. And it's like, that's, that's silly. Um, individuals are individuals. And so for me, I think having that emphasis over and over again is so key for people to understand. It doesn't mean that we just go out as individuals and do whatever we want. Um, that would make me more of like a, an anarchist or something. But um, right. I'm, I'm a conservative, so I believe that values and conserving uh, belief systems are important. But as individuals, we come together, and again, through the hearts and minds, we agree that there are things that matter with society, things that we should preserve with society. But we do that as individuals. We come together and we cooperate with each other when it makes sense to cooperate. Exactly. Well, we only have about a minute and a half. Take that time, if you would, to tell us what you're working on now, where people can find you or follow you. I want to give you a lot of time to do that because it's impossible to talk about in, in as much depth as we'd like, but we've just scratched the surface. And as I say, you're doing the heavy lifting, A.K. Kamara, and we appreciate it. We, are, we stand with you and we do as much as we can as well. Well, thank you. Yeah, you can find me. Um, my biggest platform is TikTok. And I know a lot of listeners might be kind of foreign to it. You don't actually need to create your own account to watch my TikTok videos. But if you go to TikTok.com forward slash and put the at symbol, AK Kamara all together, you'll find my content. I think I just hit 58,000 followers talking about conservative content. How um, many? Really informative. <laughs> How many followers you got? 58,000. Wow. Oh, 58,000. Wow. Yeah. And, I'm averaging 1.5 million views a month um, of my content. And so find me there. Um, I push back against uh, all of these narratives. I do great stories, um, giving my opinion. You can also connect with me on Facebook and on Instagram. Again, if you just search for AK Kamari, you can find me there. 
And then with Project 21, uh, if you go to the nationalcenter.org and you click on um, basically the blog post, you can find and search my name, A.K. Kamara, and you can read everything by Project 21 members. I do have Excellent. a coming out in the Washington Times on Monday or Tuesday, but I'd love to connect with you. Wonderful. A.K. Kamara, thank you for your time, sir. We so appreciate it. And Godspeed in the work you're doing. It's important. And we stand with all liberty lovers. We're going to be right back after this. I was asking God through prayer, seeking a good news source. I believe he showed me the Epic Times. I delivered the mail and came across an issue. The front page intrigued me and I subscribed. Now I cut out articles and give them to friends and family. I leave old issues at the library and around my community. We read it to our kids and love the positive messages in each article. So why do I think everyone should read the Epic Times? Because they're bringing back traditional values to this great country. Share healthcare? How can I help? I missed the deadline. Um, what deadline? The healthcare deadline. I'm locked out. We don't have any deadlines at Share Healthcare. You can enroll with us at any time. Oh, but can I afford it? Share Healthcare programs start at one forty nine a month. Less than five dollars a day. Can I keep my doctor? Absolutely. Pick your own doctor and hospital. Amazing. How do I join? Just visit sharehealthcare.com. Sharehealthcare.com. Sometimes you need a woman's opinion, especially if you're trying to do the impossible, which is to understand women. I'm not really comfortable talking about certain things with women I know or even with family members. I used to wish there was a smart woman who didn't know me, but who would care enough to give me good advice. Now there is. Ask Aunt Emma is for men only, but it's not therapy or phone dating. It's just wise advice. Is completely anonymous because you call and pay through liveadvice.com. So I decided to give it a try. I was amazed at Anima's insights. She gave me a lot to think about so I could decide what to do next. And maybe she can help you too. Find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or register at liveadvice.com and you can speak to her practically right away. Again, you can find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or you can register at liveadvice.com. Get the female perspective. Just ask Aunt Emma. Ask Aunt Emma is for men only. Must be 18 or older. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Sign up for Karen's newsletter and read her columns at KarenCataline.com. Now back to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. 
So good of you to stay with us here for st- spouting off. I have such a good time. And I always have a great time when I talk to this next guest. Somebody somewhere in a pack is calling for Republicans to impeach Merrick Garland and Christopher Ray. Who could that be? It is my friend Ted Harvey, a former state legislator in Colorado, Uh, He was elected to the Colorado House of Representatives, and uh, he is chairman of the committee to defeat the president, and he gets it done, and he's with us right now. Hi, Ted. How you doing? I am wonderful. How are you? You are wonderful, but how are you? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So tell us about what you're doing, you never pull your punches and you're saying and doing what people only think about. Talk to us about this uh, calling for an impeachment of these people. Well, you know, I think that what we have seen happen over the last um, couple weeks is, is, is the weaponizing of our federal police force um, to go against uh, the the administration's enemy, and my my basic belief is that either the FBI has the goods to bring forward a charges against President Trump and convict him in front of a jury of his peers, or they are scared to death and absolutely abusing their power in a way that we have never seen in the history of our country. And if it's the latter, the Republican Party, when they take control of both the House and the Senate, which I believe they will, in November, will have no other option than to hold hearings and impeach both Ray and uh, Merrick Garland, because this will be probably the greatest crime in American history, what we have seen over the last six years or seven years of the intelligence community doing everything they can to stop President Trump, an outsider who's not part of the swamp in Washington, D.C., from taking power. And I think that's what we are seeing play out before us with this raid on Mar-a-Lago last week. Yes, and you characterized it absolutely correctly. Uh, a lot of people are losing heart because they're saying, well, the the arsonists are in charge of the fire brigade, and and so they're not going to hold their own people who are doing their bidding uh, accountable for their abuses of power. Uh, and you're calling for it right now, aren't you? What are you doing to call for it now, because most people are saying, well, we can't do it till we get a little bit of power back, but you're going for it anyway, aren't you? Well, our PAC, you know, the administration has been saying they knew nothing about what happened. They knew nothing about the, the raid. They knew nothing about the search warrant. Um, and I think that's a bunch of malarkey. Um, and so my PAC has filed a FOIA request to um, request, to demand from the Department of Justice, the FBI, and the White House, all communications going back and forth between the, the, the White House and either one of the departments to see exactly what communications was going on so that the American people can have a full understanding of how intimately involved Joe Biden and the White House was in pursuing their political opponent, which is going to be Donald Trump, in my opinion, um, and and how actively engaged they were in this raid. Because if this was coming down from the White House, not just from some rogue FBI agents, this is going to be um, impeachable, not only for Merrick Garland and, and Ray, but it could go all the way to the top of our government. And the American people must see what was going on um, with the White House and what was going on with the FBI and, and the Justice Department. I received, Ted, no less than three or four texts when that raid on Mar-a-Lago happened. I was out to dinner with my husband, and people are still and were very scared because we don't see a a, a line over which 
these people will not go. There's no constraint. There's no uh, uh, little voice that says, oh, but that would be wrong. <laughs> We're not seeing that anywhere. Uh, do you write about that? Because you wrote about a, a great piece in Town Hall in which you explain what you're calling about. But I mean, do you write about that? That's what's scaring people. There's no self-restraint whatsoever when you've got people who are drunk with power. Well, you've seen no restraint over the last seven years from the FBI. I mean, there's documentation after documentation after documentation of just how corrupt the FBI has become under Comey and the efforts that they did to bring down the Trump campaign and utilize the FISA courts to, to lie to judges, to get warrants to spy on the Trump campaign and, and his essentially volunteers. It's ridiculous what has been happening over the last seven years and what I think excuse my language, pisses off the American people so much is that nobody has been held accountable. When the Republicans had the House and the Senate for the first two years of the Trump administration, the Republicans were essentially complicit in allowing the Mueller investigation that knew on day one that the, 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 the Russia issue was a complete made-up hoax from the Clinton campaign, and the Republicans in Congress did nothing. I think what scares the establishment of both the Republicans and the Democrats in Washington, D.C. right now is how successful Trump's endorsed candidates were in the primaries yes. because he's won about 170 of those endorsements. And when they get elected, those MAGA Republicans get elected, they will control the majority in both the House and the Senate. And you won't have the Republican Party in there protecting this corruption of the establishment that we've seen over the last seven years. And I think that's why they are now so desperate to do anything, raid a former president's house, to try to bring him down, because they know they're going to lose all the power that they have. If I may say to my old friend Ted Harvey, from your mouth to God's ears, what we want is the truth. We want accountability. And we want to, if we're wrong, if I'm wrong, if you're wrong, we want to know. What we see, right. however, is this propaganda happening. Gosh, we only have about a minute, Ted Harvey. Tell everybody how they can support your work. If you're interested in supporting someone who's not going to mince words, who's going to go for it every time, uh, tell them how they can support you. Well, thank you. But remember, the propaganda is coming from the FBI and their leaks to the New York Times and the Washington Post. Um, that's where the propaganda is coming from. It's from our own government. Um, mm -hmm. But to reach us, go to StopJoe.com. Um, look and see all the work we're doing. You can also follow us on, on Twitter at Defeat underscore Joe. Same on Facebook. and um, Ted Harvey, I, and, I and love you. I got to wrap up the show. It is always a pleasure to have you, my friend. Uh, that about wraps it for us here on Spouting Off. Tune in every time for more.